Hello and welcome to this GBM Media Podcast. You're about to hear Serving Today, a programme for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in any form of Bible teaching, be that one-to-one or in small or larger groups, Serving Today will be relevant for you. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and church leaders. I'm Andrew Cook. It's great to be with you again. The Spirit World. The new series continues. And Malcolm Ryan joins us with A Pastor Talks. Over the last few programmes here on Serving Today, in our discussions about the spirit world with Graham Jones, we learnt that there is one true living God and we come to him through the one he has appointed, the only mediator, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Graham is with us again, and he's going to tell us what we're going to look at this time. Today, I want to see what the Bible teaches about where Satan and the spirit world came from, and to remember the victory that Jesus won at the cross. So let us ask firstly, where did the spirit world come from? The Bible shows that the only true God is the creator of all things. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, we read, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. God was there in the beginning. He was there before the spirit world. And the Bible shows that God made all things, including the spirit world. In Genesis we learn that everything that God made in heaven and earth was perfect and good. He made the spirit world. He created the spirits to serve him. And at that time, they were good and fulfilled God's good purpose. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, we read this. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. This teaches us that we must only worship the one true God and his Son, Jesus Christ. If we're trusting in Jesus, we do not need to live in fear of the spirits or the living dead. The spirits are created beings. So we worship and serve the Creator God, not the spirits. So if God created everything good and perfect, where did evil and Satan come from? The Bible does not tell us everything about where evil came from, because we're to focus on the one true God and his Son, Jesus Christ, rather than be taken up with thinking about evil. But in the Bible, there are some passages that help us to understand as much as we need to know. In Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 to 9, we read of a a war in heaven at the beginning. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. These verses tell us that Satan, the the dragon, who was an angel, rebelled in heaven. He fought against the good angels 
and he was judged and then thrown out of heaven. In John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus says that Satan did not hold to the truth, showing that Satan fell from his position of serving God. And why did Satan rebel? In 1 Timothy 3, verse 6, Paul says the devil was judged because of his pride. In Ezekiel's prophecy in chapter 28, when talking about the king of Tyre, he speaks of an angel who, because of his pride, was cast out of heaven. Isaiah, in chapter 14, talks about the king of Babylon. He writes about an angel wanting to be like the Most High. In Jude, verse 6, it talks about the angels who abandoned their first position of serving God, and so were judged. These verses show that one of the angels God created became proud and led other angels in rebellion against God. And so God judged him, and Satan was thrown out of heaven. It tells us a third of the angels followed Satan and were also thrown out of heaven. Two-thirds of the angels stayed faithful to God. Since that time, Satan and his bad spirits or demons have been opposing God and seeking to turn men and women away from following the one true God. We read in Genesis chapter 3 that Satan came to Eve in the Garden of Eden to tempt her. Satan said that Adam and Eve could become like God. This is the very sin that Satan had committed and had been judged for. And um, What implications does this have for believers? These things teach us that we should have nothing to do with Satan and the spirit world. Some things in the spirit world may seem innocent, but behind is Satan, seeking to take people away from loving and serving God. We can also see how pride can be such a serious sin. And so we should pray in the words of Micah chapter 6 verse 8 that we may act justly and love mercy and walk humbly with the Lord. We've seen then where the spirit world and the devil come from. What's the next question you'd like to address for us? Well, thirdly, I'd like to ask, what success does Satan have? In Genesis 3, we read that Adam and Eve listened to Satan and disobeyed God. And so sin came into the world. Sin is rebellion against God. Sin is standing with Satan rather than standing with God. But we've already seen that Satan has already lost. He's a defeated foe. He's been judged by God and sent out of heaven. And there is no salvation for Satan and his bad angels. But God has better news for us. God, in his grace, when judging Satan, gave Adam and Eve a promise in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And I will put enmity between you, that is Satan, and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. God promised that one of Eve's descendants would crush, that's destroy Satan, although in the process he would be hurt. The promise of victory would include the cost of suffering for the victor. This is the first time in the Bible 
that we're pointed towards the coming of Jesus to defeat the evil one. Jesus did this on the cross. During the life of Jesus, we see the outworking of this conflict between Jesus and the evil one. At the temptations of Jesus, the opposition from the religious leaders, even when Peter tried to tell Jesus not to go to the cross. But Jesus in his life always obeyed and served God. He never followed Satan and his evil spirits. Jesus was not only victorious over Satan in his life, but also Jesus' death defeats Satan. Jesus' death to pay for sin on the cross frees believers from Satan's power. Sin is broken, sin is forgiven, and so Satan does not have a hold over God's people. Jesus' death frees believers from the fear of death, the fear of separation from God forever. Let us hear Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Since the children have flesh and blood, Jesus too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Let us also read 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Jesus' death on the cross is God's plan to save us from sin, to bring us back to God, to destroy the works of Satan. When we're trusting in Jesus, we are on the victory side. Next time, Graham will continue to guide us through more questions about Satan and the spirit world. It's good to have Malcolm Ryan join us with the series A Pastor Talks. You know, as unpleasant as it is to face up to the truth, we can all be a little self-righteous at times. We can all make the mistake of comparing ourselves with those we regard as lesser mortals in order to make ourselves seem better than we are. But then, who's kidding who? Finding fault with other people, it's a popular thing to do. It's the stuff of most television sitcoms and takes up a lot of space on social media. And for those engaging in this rather unsavoury pastime, it can be a lot of fun. But for the person being made fun of, it's no fun at all. Not surprisingly, God's Word, the Bible, has something to say about our tendency to put others down. And the first thing we need to appreciate is that the Lord doesn't see human beings the way we do. As 1 Samuel 16 verse 7 explains, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That's to say he takes into account a person's thoughts and intentions. With that in mind, James 4 verses 11 and 12 instruct us not to speak evil against each other, while pointing out that if you criticise and judge each other, then you are criticising and judging God's law. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. God alone who gave the law is the judge. He alone has the power to save or to destroy. So in the light of this, what right do we have to judge our neighbour? 
particularly when we realize how imperfect we are. In fact, as the Lord Jesus says in Matthew 7 verses 1 to 5, Do not judge others, and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye, when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite! First get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. How then should we behave? Well, let's keep it simple. Instead of judging other people, let's show our love by praying for them and reaching out to them. Well, that's all we have time for here on Serving Today. If you would like to contact us about anything you've heard, you'll hear details on how to do that after the programme. So until next time, this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye, and may God bless you as you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Or email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Until next time, goodbye.